Nothing is simpler than things we expect to be complicated. Nothing is more complicated than things we expect to be simple. The difference, of course, is understanding. There is no such thing as simplicity. Understanding makes the simple complex. From there, it's a matter of expectations. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, King Cat, and I can land the plane. Hi, Cat. Thanks, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Kirsten's with us. Say hi to the listeners. Hi, listeners. You might remember me from episodes as the one just back there previously and others that we have done. It's me. It's Kirsten. Kathleen is with us. I am here. If it's okay with you, I'm not going to applaud just because you landed the plane. That's the thing that you're supposed to do. And I'm glad to be on the ground, but I'm not too excited about it. <laughs> okay, fair. That's 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 a fair assessment. Yeah. Just doing my job, citizen. Nick. Nick is here. Nick is also here. Nick is maybe not as brand conscious as Kirsten is today, though. <laughs> no, she came out of the gate swinging today, hey? And Dylan is with us. We still have our special guest, Dylan. Hello. Yes, yes. I am here. Wonderful. Beautiful. How are you doing? I'm uh, decidedly very much awake. I am existing in a state that could be described as awake. Beautiful. Okay, everyone. Previously on Sword of Symphonies... The party returned to the monastery near Dunbarrow to try to figure out what couldn't be done about a little bit of corruption that God did to Penelope. Because this is an area ruled over by the ambassador in Pearl, a demon that hates corrupt things and will, if she spots Penelope, do a murder to her. While they were at the monastery, the party did, well, what do you do at monasteries? research in beer. And just as the beer was being drunk and the research was winding down to its conclusion, the bell rang. And I say the bell because it is a very particular bell. It is the bell that heralds the approach of the ambassador and a white light began shining in through the window. And that is where we left our heroes. Hmm. Well. <laughs> I think we may need to grab Penelope and go... Penelope and Cobb are in the mess hall enjoying breakfast and beer. Do we hear the bell? Yes. Do we see the light? Mm. Yes. All right. So Penelope kind of looks over and hears the bell and then sees the light and kind of puts two and two together that the ambassador is on her way. And then she looks at Cobb. Um, we need to jet now. Yeah, Cobb slowly puts it together and just kind of like finishes the rest of his beer and just says, yeah, we're going. <laughs> and like immediately picks up all of his stuff and just books it back to where Tissa and everyone else is waiting in the library. Now, we didn't have to wait for Theo to put two and two together because Theo knows what this bell is. Theo absolutely knows what this bell is. 
I think at the moment the bell starts to ring before any sign of the light becomes apparent, Theo snaps at his familiar and says, go find trouble, and then points at the door. Yeah, she runs off. And Theo looks at Tissa and says, uh, we need to move now. Oh. Callum is, is nodding. She's here. Mm. And he stretches his arms out over his head. Well, you need to take the back door. Certainly do. Um, we should get moving. Um, with any luck, Ira will be able to lead them outside and we can all meet up. This way? And once Callum is stretched out, he's like, leave her to me. And starts walking out the front door with his familiar kind of clumsily trotting behind him. And yeah, Penelope and Cobb, as you are in the monastery, a white hellhound runs up to you, kind of grabs Penelope by the sleeve, as if to say, come, come on. Oh, 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 okay. I, I guess follow this way. <laughs> nice to have a guide. This place is kind of confusing. Yeah, it's cramped and narrow, and there are a lot of hallways, and... To somebody who spends all their time here, it is a perfectly hospitable place, but it is a difficult one to leave in a hurry. And at the back door, the one leading out into the courtyard adjoining the forest, you are eventually reunited with Tissa and Theo. Hey. Um, so we need to leave the grounds, hey? Yep. Yes, we should start making tracks quickly. Yeah, why aren't we running already? Let's running. I was going to say, Cobb is just running past people and going like, come on, we're going. We're going now. That's how it goes yeah. is like, Cobb just runs past everyone. Yeah. Pollyanna lands, gives you this, you went inside, I hate when you do that look. Aww. Penelope pats her reassuringly, even though Polly hates when she does that. <laughs> she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand yeah. how to... Read Polly. <laughs> and Pollyanna kind of looks at you, looks at Cobb, looks at you, looks at Cobb, as if to say, why is he running and we aren't? And Pollyanna starts running. I, well, she would start running, but so does Penelope. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So we're all running now. Where are we running? We are all running. Yes. Theo uh, takes up position kind of in the furthest back of the group, keeping an eye kind of behind them. Okay. Kathleen makes a very good point. Where's the party running to? Just away? I think at the moment, yeah, just away. Theo takes a moment before everybody breaks into like a full-blown sprint to kind of confer with Tissa's. In the research, did you... You got the general idea of where the... um The Lady of the River's origin, yeah. Yes. Um, um, that direction? That direction. Good. Shall we roll understanding navigation? We absolutely can and should. Oh, no. Oh, no. I rolled six dice and four of them came up as ones. <laughs> ah, oh. the four-eyed snake. <laughs> what I've called my father ever since he got reading glasses. Oh. <laughs> I got one success personally, rolling the same thing. Okay. If you keep all those all those edge successes, I am going to bump up the difficulty of a thing that is about to happen to all of you. 
But you will absolutely, when you're done with the thing, find what you're looking for. Hmm. Get lost or get intercepted by the ambassador. We haven't had any action in this arc yet. Let's make it hard. Heck yeah. Tissa knows exactly where we're going. Theo has a pretty good idea where we're going to. This is the foothills of the last tooth, after all. The difficulty was lower for Theo. But Theo is hanging back, and Tissa, I presume, is leading. Mm-hmm. And then you all see a bright white light. Light enough to take a little attention away from the fact that dawn is breaking, and it is morning now. It is not as tall as the ambassador, and what you see surging through the brush beside the path is one of the ambassador's hunting dogs, and then another. A small pack of them, in fact, runs alongside you. And it's encounter time. Oh, I hope they're just here for... Oh, I'm going to say, I hope they're just here for some exercise. (laughs) Yeah. So... Welcome to the new encounter system. This is the first time that we've done an encounter in season two. So I'm just gonna give you a brief kind of overview. What we're gonna do is we're going to be building an advantage pool. The party members can either contribute successes to that advantage pool by making tactical actions, or they can take successes out of the pool to do decisive things. They can advance one of three tracks, either destroy, redirect, or outlast. In this case, destroy means to actually take out these daemons, redirect means to throw them off the scent, and outlast means to escape from them. The party can act pretty much in any order they like. Once the party have all taken their turns, then the hounds will go. And when the hounds act, the party can spend successes from their advantage pool to avoid what the hounds are about to do to them. This is a little unusual in that the hounds have a track of their own. They're trying to advance a track that I have called Call Ambassador. You don't want them to finish it. Mm -mm. So that's the race we're on. And I would like the party to give me adaptability tactics rules, please. Can do. One success. Ooh, one success for Cobb, too. That's not a great roll. A lot of fours. One success. And one one for Penelope as well. Oh. Okay. Not starting off on the greatest, uh, not the greatest opening number. Nope. nope. <laughs> well, the good news is that we traditionally start with the party's turn. So everyone can take whatever turns they like and let me know whether you're going to try to build the pool and how you plan on doing that or whether you're going to try to advance a track. I think Penelope is going to try to use understanding survival to try to go into terrain that might be harder for the wolves to follow. Yeah, okay. You know boreal environments. Give me a roll. Uh, Two successes and an edge success. (laughs) Mm. I think keep the edge success and you're going to be the target of the first horrible thing the dogs do. Uh, You know what? I'm keeping it. So we're up to seven? We're up to seven. I I didn't mention this in my opening spiel, but you can absolutely cast spells. Let me know exactly which of your two things you're trying to do with the spell, and we'll work out a ratio. Okay. So I have a... I have a question. Yeah. And I can roll depending on your answer. Part of it's just kind of a world question. Could I 
borrow a spell piece from someone around me if I know that they are afflicted with said said word? Could I borrow that word from them by touching them? Oh, that's called casting a cord, isn't it? That is that is called... Ca- well, it's not exactly because you're not casting a spell with them as far as I'm hearing. Right, yeah. But that being said, this is a unique kind of story situation and I'm all for it. Okay. Because Thea would like to borrow Penelope's corruption. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Alrighty. And yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. Okay. I would like to do some horrible magic. Okay. Because I want to summon corruption. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, this always, this always goes very this well. It's going to be great. At the hounds. <gasps> Ooh. So are you redirecting? I'm trying to redirect because I want to essentially completely take their attention from us to something. I, I, I presume they're tr- they're following Penelope by scent. So I'm just trying to give them something else to be focused on. I like that very much. That's cool, yeah. I've set the difficulty for redirect to eight. So that's either a very big spell or you're going to need to borrow some successes from the pool to make up the difference. What are your thoughts? Uh... I'm nervous. I, can I defer to some of the expertise and experience of my fellow players having being relatively new to this game? Would it be wise for me to take from the pool? Well, so if you've got a really cool idea and I do like this, yeah, take from the pool because then Tissa and Cobb still have to go and we can build a backup. Mm-hmm. We've got seven successes so far. Yeah, then hell yeah, I'll absolutely. Also, I do want it to just be a big old spell. <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good and it's very cool and I like it. I'm very willing to invest some scatter in this. So how much are you taking from the pool and how much are you spending from your own scatter? If I'm understanding correctly, so if the difficulty's eight, that's the amount that we need to succeed. Uh, that's the amount you need to advance, redirect. If it's advanced five times, you successfully throw them off the scent. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Can I just do like a 50-50, four from the pool and then four scatter from myself to just split the uprights. I'm going to do a nasty magic. Please tell us what the nasty magic looks like. Uh, so I think Theo kind of breaks from the back of the group and runs up alongside Penelope and slides his arm from behind through hers and grabs her hand, like interlocking hands for a second. And then using his offhand pulls his hand over both of theirs as like that kind of black char like cracking stuff that was seen off of the duke kind of collects in his hand and then he points it back at the hounds and it just starts creating these horrible apparitions of uh, snakes writhing through the hills oh that's really good that's extremely good and i like it very much the nearest one definitely pounces on this, like, immediately. And the others are drawn to it as well. Afterwards, Theo, like, breaks away and, like, shakes both of his hands off and just, like, makes a disgusted look at himself for even... <laughs> Touching this gremlin of a person. Also just engaging with, like, using the magic in general just kind of, like, weirds him out and gets under his skin. Totally. I think that... 
Tissa is going to shout to double back and is going to add to the pool with adaptability navigation to try to run a course parallel and crossing over these snakes that Theo has just created. Alrighty. To sort of like blur the scent a little bit. Like it. That's two successes. What do Cobble? Cobb kind of looks back at all this and goes, ah, good idea. Let's see if we can't get them lost somewhere else. But Cobb is going to mostly just try and uh, help everybody keep the pace up. So I guess moving folks along who need to be moved along. So he's just going to daring athletics to add to the pool this turn. He run fast. Coach Cobb run fast. Coach Cobb has coached people before. Mm -hmm. And that is two successes and two edge successes. Hey. If you keep the edge successes, they're going to pretty much just double down on their hurting moves on their turn. Uh, Cobb's a big guy. He can take it. We'll, we'll keep those successes. Okay, so that brings you up to nine. But we already agreed who the target was going to be. Mm-hmm. The first thing that is going to happen is one of them is going to lunge forward and try and grab Penelope by the pant leg. Does not like that. Is going to cost two out of the advantage pool to stop it from doing that. Um, if it has somebody grabbed, the party will be unable to advance out last. We have three in the pool. We have nine in the pool. Yeah, we have a bunch in the pool. Uh, I would like to take two from the pool if that's okay. Well, I did take those two extras, so go for it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, um, just because I promised that I was going to do this... One of them spits a gout of white flame from its chops. Just a, a veritable Hadouken. And because she took edge successes with this bargain, it is Penelope, who is either going to take three HP or spend two from the pool. So we have seven in the pool. I can take the HP for now. Okay. One of them sits down and angles its head up and is about to start howling. Is going to advance their call ambassador track, unless you guys would like to spend three. Um, spend three? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we want to throw a shoe at it, or I don't know, whatever we have to throw at it. I think seeing this, Theo points and shouts for Ira to attempt to just get it by the neck and pin it. Yeah, we're spending from the pool. Ira does. She just lays this lesser daemon out. She's not just a lesser daemon. She's a familiar. There is a difference. It is a subtle one, but it is unmistakable. She gets cool player powers. She does get cool player powers. And then let's try to bite Penelope. Let's have some one of them just freaking jump on Penelope. Try to take a big old chunk out of her with horrible wolf jaws. Again, does not like that. Doesn't like it. Would you like to spend two? Um, it's either that or take four damage. We have four in the pool. Um, I would like to spend two just to keep my damage not too too much. Yeah, you did take a bit on the other one, so I think that'll be that's fine. Okay. So that ends the hound's turn. Leaves the party at two in the advantage pool, but so far you are above water. They have not successfully called the ambassador. You've advanced redirect once. I think Tissa's going to take the lead again and make a, another zigzag back into the forest, sort of 
at cross paths with the imaginary snakes from last time. And she is going to use daring navigation. And she is also going to use her class ability, Clarity, to gain two successes. Okay. Three successes and two edge successes. A really good roll. That's an extremely good roll. Tiss is doing it. You know what? If you keep those edge successes, I will straight up advance call ambassador once. Mm. It's out of five, so you still have some headroom. Yeah. But that'll give you seven to add to the advantage pool if you let me do that. That's almost enough for an advancement in and of itself. I think that's worth it. Okay. Me too. So... Um, what clarity is, is that wandering maguses can call upon their connection to all things weird and vaguely destiny-shaped, and the stars and stuff, to gain small premonitions. And uh, Tissa sees that the correct place to run is this way, and does in fact shout this way, as she is wont to do. And Tissa, as usual... If Tissa has reasons, she does not care to share them. However, Tissa is making a decisive action. The party follows, and that brings you up to nine. Who would like to do stuff? What are the words here? The words here are haunting, fire, and hunter, like before. But I have also added the words clear and wrong. As a point of note, not taking any direct action just yet, Theo has positioned himself to be between Penelope and the threat. Okay. At all times possible. Duly noted. The GM will remember this. Cobb is looking ahead, gauging the land, and wants to try and get everybody to go, like, to another place that we might lose them at. So he is going to make an adaptability navigation roll and just add to the pool. Okay. Like, come on, we can lose them over this way. And Cobb gets one fell on the floor. Cobb got one fell on the floor. Cobb got one on the floor. And Cobb got three. Good roll for Cobb. That's a good roll for Cobb. That brings the party to 12. Nice. So Penelope is going to cast a spell to try to block off the hound's approach called Wicked Fire. Okay. And... It's going to try to surround them for a time being so they can't follow us. That sounds to me like an outlast. Yeah, correct. Okay, difficulty on outlast is six. Do you just want to spend six scatter, take from the pool? Where are you at? So how do it, does everyone feel about four from the pool and two from me? Uh, a point I'd like to bring up because this is the first time we've had combat in season two is that you can advance a goal multiple times a turn or even multiple times an action if you can afford it. I, I'd actually like to advance it twice if that's cool with everybody. All right, yeah, we did pretty good this turn, so we've got plenty of pool, so go for it. So 12 in total. Seven from the pool and five from me? That leaves five in the pool and we still have Theo, so I'm okay with that. Penelope riding the red line again. <laughs> Loves to red line it. All right. Penelope uh, stops, crouches down, and sets her hands on the ground. And as she does so, you see this black smoke kind of 
in a line go towards the hounds. And once it hits a perimeter around the hounds, you see this disgusting looking fire, like it's burning something dirty like uh, oil. Thick black smoke comes off the flames as it surrounds the hounds. And um, by the fact that it's kind of evil and tainted fire, um, real bad fire. (laughs) I lost it there at the end. (laughs) That's okay. It temporarily stops the hounds in their place. They skid to a halt in the forest floor as this fire erupts around them. They start kind of pacing, trying to find a way out that isn't through these awful flames you've described, which is very cool and good. It's a bad, bad fire. It's a bad, bad fire. That's a fact. So I do believe it's Theo time. Uh, yes. And Theo's going to do something mostly unremarkable, but may pay off in the long run. Theo's just going to take this opportunity to use um, one of the features from his... Uh, his assist pool with his, his familiar and is going to use soul gathering to recuperate some scatter. All right. So what soul gather does is enables you, and by you, I mean an arcanist, to basically send their familiar to gather up the little pieces of themselves that have been sent off into the world to cast magic. Or we're playing fetch. Mm-hmm. You know, runs up to you and does the spiritual equivalent of drops the ball in your hand. Perfect. Kind of carrying little bits of Theo that Theo had pushed out into the world to cast the horrible spell earlier. Yes. So that now maybe I can cast another horrible spell. I hope so. How much did you recover? Two. All right. So that would be eight of me. So let's do that last. (laughs) I think the first thing is one of them is going to try to howl. Do we want to spend three and stop them, or do we want to let it happen? Uh, We have, what, five? Yeah, you have five in the pool. They have called the ambassador once out of five times. I mean, I think we've got a strong lead on them, so at this point, it might do to just let them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I, I agree with you. I think we can let it go for a little bit because they're probably going to try and chew us up, and Penelope's already taken three, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot, so, like... They could bite Penelope very hard, very fast. <laughs> yeah, they got four attacks last turn, so. Yeah, I'm going with one per party member. Has okay. been my uh, my usual balancing strategy. This is me seeing if that works. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I'm going to knock them down to three because otherwise uh, this is about to get horrible. One of them lunges through the awful oily smoke to grab at Theo. Uh, it's either two or the party won't be able to outlast next turn. Uh, let's spend the two because I think we've been doing outlast mostly, so mm-hmm. I would like to continue to be able to do that. Yeah, you did give us two tickers on the outlast track, so... Yeah, let's, uh, that sounds entirely fine to me. All right. Last thing we're going to do is a straight up bite, and I'm going to roll some dice, and we're going to say somebody's going to get bit, and that person is Pablo. Uh, Cobb, four damage? Uh, Cobb can tank four damage. Cobb can tank four damage? Okay. Cobb can tank four damage. Party's got an advantage pool of three, and it's your turn. One of the dogs lunges out of the forest. You don't know if it's one of the ones that was corralled by the fire or not, but it latches onto Cobb's arm with powerful jaws and 
sinks its teeth into him. This is going to fall back from the lead and use daring mid-range weapons and activate her key of love to try to add to the advantage pool by fending the dogs off for a little bit. Okay. Because she's a spear user and spears are designed for keeping things at bay or for charging into things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's two successes and two edge successes. Hey, keep the edge successes and there will be a guaranteed hit from the dogs next round. Hmm. Eh, let's just keep the successes and not the edges. Okay. Actually, wait, I've got a four. I'm going to add one scatter to my assist pool and use perfection to gain one more success. So that's three successes from you, bringing the party to six. Am I doing the math right? Mm-hmm. Penelope is going to see what Tissa's doing and shoot long-range weapon um, to try to, again, just um, prevent them from advancing. And she's going to use her key of determination. Okay. Determination plus daring long-range weapons. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. You're contributing to the pool, right? You're not advancing destroy? I uh, uh, Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I, I'm contributing to the pool. All right. What have you got? Three successes and two edge. Nice. If you want to keep all five, I'm going to cyber bully the ever-living hell out of Theo for protecting you. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Theo, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Theo can take it. Okay. <laughs> so we'll have all five. Okay. That brings the pool to 11. Cobb and Theo have yet to act. Hmm. And you said it was six to outlast? It is six to outlast. If you can get seven, we can get away between the two of you. You should act first. Because hmm. if you roll bad, I can undo it. True. So, um, actually, I think Cobb can get seven by, by burning. He can burn some, some scatter here. He's got plenty of scatter. He still hasn't done anything. Okay. Um, All right. Cobb is going to remove the dog from his arm first. De-dog his arm. Yeah. <laughs> get dog off arm. Undog and... his arm. Lefty dog. What a pal. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a dog with a knife. And then... Thing is, last time he tried to get everybody over to the specific area, he's going to say, All right, everybody, I'll, I'll be following you in just a second. Get going. And he is going to use his key of solidarity and he is going to cast a horrible spell. Well, probably not a horrible spell. Theo's thing is horrible spells. Stay out of my brand. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some grass cutter action here, mm-hmm. and he's going to use true wind and draw his sword, and Cobb will tank seven scatter and the rest of the pool to get the Outlast track up free. Okay, what's the oh. spell? You, yeah, please, Nick, regale us. Once everybody is through, Cobb draws the Crimson Dow, and with a flick of the wrist, as they say, there's a noticeable pause, and then all of the trees in the nearby area start falling over. Oh, that's beautiful. And Cobb says, all right, everybody, let's go. (laughs) All 
right, everybody, let's go. I, I wanted to be noted that Theo, upon being told to move on ahead, did not do that and instead just stood like a dozen or so paces behind Cobb with Glaive planted in the ground watching. <laughs> <laughs> Tissa's probably like, as this is happening, like, making her way back to the party after buying some space. And so the entire forest is coming crashing down around her. And she's not entirely sure what's going on. Oh, yeah. But is running very fast. <laughs> the ground trembles as all of these trees fall in near unison to the ground. And you can see more sunlight than you could before. The early morning sun peeking through a conspicuous gap in the forest that has just been carved. And those white lights fade into the distance as the party makes tracks. And the sounds of snarling are left far behind. And you've done it. You've escaped the ambassador's hounds. Yay. We made it. Yay. Yay. We got away, everybody. And it only cost it only cost us an arm. I did not like that. <laughs> it was not fun. Uh, they were scary. Okay, I could have been meaner there. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I was talking as Penelope. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, I'm I'm talking as Cat. I could have been meaner there. We spent a lot of resources. This is true. This is true. The sun is in the sky. The moon is in the sky at the same time. It is one of those peculiar mornings where you can see a white moon against a still somewhat dark sky, even though it's long since lost its luminosity, at least compared to the sun. The shadows in the forest are long and... While there is no frost on the ground, there is a feeling in the air like there could be and perhaps like there should be. And you are a ways from Dunbarrow. You cannot see the rooftops. Um, Theo can make out the bell tower of the monastery because Theo is familiar with this area and knows where to look. The rest of you wouldn't have a clue. And you are in the forest in the foothills surrounding the last tooth. And where exactly are you headed? Just search for the weapons? Well, if we if we head towards the last tooth, um, it's hard to miss. Oh, yeah, it, it's extremely hard to miss. There's a huge-ass mountain. Uh, it's an enormous, sharply pointed spire of a mountain. Theo, uh, Theo kind of gives Tissa a, like, very, very slight tap on the shoulder and says, they're your friends. Um, mm. You want to tell them where we're going? Uh, yes. Um, so there were two things that we found. Um, there is a spring that is good for rituals. And if you look at this moon, this is a really important one. Um, it's, it's, hmm, I don't know how to just, how, Gleaves, how would you describe it? It's a good moon. It's a good moon for this. I, hmm. The moon looks perplexed. <laughs> Cobb is, is kind of like rubbing his arm where he got bit and just goes, yeah, I, I guess it's a pretty good moon. It's pretty. Theo sighs. 
a little let down. Um, and steps forward and says, um, no thanks to myself. Um, your friend and my father were able to find good news about how to cure uh, Penelope here. So if we head to the spring or the mouth of the river, we may be able to uh, find a way to alleviate her of her newfound um, uh, mm, well, the drippy, it's goopy. Does it look goopy? It looks goopy. It felt more, uh, touching it, it felt kind of ashy and, and mm. it was unpleasant. It doesn't look Goop. good. Regardless, um, we might be able to fix it if we seek out this other noble demon, the, um, what was it again? Um, the, the lady of the river's origin. Yes. Who also has cleanliness things, but is supposed to be nicer. Oh, that's good. Yes, uh, supposedly. So if we head that way, I presume uh, River's Origin has to be up mountain, um, only natural. So mm. head that direction, find the river, head to its origin, hopefully fix your friend. The, fix, I guess, but, and then continue further onward from there. Oh. Hey, Kat, is the word wrong still around? Yeah. Tissa would like to cast Finding Wrong and learn a little more about what's wrong. Finding Wrong. Okay. Alrighty. By learn a little more about what's wrong, do you mean with Penelope? Oh, is Penelope wrong? Uh, always. <laughs> that pocket food probably is. The pocket food's always wrong. Um, just like wrong with the situation, wrong with, uh, what, what kind of wrong are we looking for here? Uh, what's wrong with the situation? Maybe what Destiny is trying to say by the fact that the word wrong is in the air. Let's see. For two scatter, I will give you a word. For four scatter, I will give you a full clause. I don't have four scatter, so I guess I will take two. Presents. I like presents. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> and do I get any blurry clarity? You absolutely do get blurry clarity because you have that ability. So you scatter out trying to find the wrong. And the bits of you that are outside searching find that the word wrong is there because of a presence. And they also notice... Why did I write that ability knowing I'd have to GM someone who had it? <laughs> oh, presence. No T. <laughs> yeah, Nick, with a C, but... Okay. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. So am I. Thrilled. Blurry Clarity will tell you that you have left the ambassador's territory. So Tissa sighs and like drops her shoulders. Well, I don't know whose territory we're in now. We can find the spring, but I don't like it here. Hmm. Well, as long as they're not sending dogs and throwing javelins at us, at least that's an upgrade, right? I think so. I hope so. 
Tissa blinks a lot for a long time. I didn't sleep. I don't believe I did either. Huh. I think we all do, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got a little bit of sleep at the um, bre- breakfast hall. So if everybody would like to take a nap, Penelope and I can watch over. Let's let's nap. I, I like that idea. But I don't know what it is, and it might not be right. Theo kind of cocks his head at that. Elaborate? Um, there's something here. There's... Tissa can't use the word presence because Kat used it, and that would be cheating. <laughs> that would be... That would be cheating. Um, Glaives does... Who else lives out here? Ooh, that's a good... Does Theo know? Theo doesn't know whose territory this is, which is peculiar because the territories of notable noble demons are charted out at the monastery. Hmm. This area shouldn't be anybody's. Once you get past the ambassador's territory, you're in for about half a day's walk before you hit anybody on the next hill over. Okay. So Theo is particularly bothered by that statement then. Hmm. Um, I think Theo's going to do a thing then. Please. I love when you do stuff. I'm glad I did the thing I did earlier. I'm going to repeat an old favorite, which is to say a new favorite, because I'm not an old character. I'm going to do seeing spirits again. Okay. I'm going to do seeing spirits and, just as before, attempt to perceive anything unnatural or, or connected to demons or something of that sort. Um, I do actually need you to use one of the words from the area. Oh, yes, of course. Terrain spell pieces. But seeing haunting would work. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haunting. Because that was the same thing I used before. That's exactly what I'd like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. You know, I'm not going to ask you for very much scatter for this because... If you spend two scatter, I will just plain make it pretty clear. I'll spend two. I just got two back. Is it the same seeing haunting that you cast before where there's the ring of fire and you look through it? Exactly that. I think Thea makes a smaller one just like with his finger this time, though, in front of his face. Just a a cuter, lower key version of the same thing. Just a little witty baby version, like on a keychain. Yeah. It's really like a monocle more than anything. That's extremely cute. No, it's one of those little jeweler's loops on the keychain. Yeah, exactly. But made of white fire. That's extremely cute. You see what looks like a handprint on one of the trees. And where this hand has touched the tree, the tree bark looks black and corrugated by deep, deep lines as if burnt. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's certainly something that's at least been here, if not still here. Well, our large serpentine friend did say that he was moving around a lot. Mm. Two successes on sensitivity focus. Tissa, like, shoulders drop further somehow. Like, maybe she's just really leaning into the spear. Oh, he's here, isn't he? At least he was. More than likely. Hard to say how 
long ago. Uh, the sensitivity focus will tell you that he's not far. He's not here. Mm. Whether or not he knows you're here is anyone's guess. But the Duke is not far. <sighs> Rest is sounding more and more like a good idea. Best not go into anything unprepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like us all to be in our... as best we can, for sure. All right. Great, I'll set up camp. Right. Captain Cobb sets up camp. And Cobb has a key that he can use to help set up camp. It's hospitality. Oh, I forgot you had that. <laughs> all, all of Cobb's key pieces are very nice. It's true, they are. They're very nice pieces. Okay. So Cobble is cheerfully setting up camp as the one person who has got literally any sleep. And meanwhile, I'm presuming you light a fire just because it is a cold morning. Correct me at any point. Yeah, no, I probably got a little fire going. Cobb has bandaged up his arm a little bit and is helping people out. As uh, as Cobb is making the campfire, Ira walks over and looks up at him and just opens her mouth to show the uh, constant crackling white flame and then closes it and does that smile that dogs do before walking away. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Just like opens and bathes him in white light and then closes and walks away. I didn't ask for your help. I don't need it. <laughs> And as everybody settles in for some breakfast dinner before bed, I think it might just be memory time. Yay, memory time. I think my, um, my memory, uh, I really, I actually really like Theo's, um, uh, spell for like seeing like the the fire monocle it's cool yeah that was cute yeah I liked that I am a big fan of era trolling Cobb <laughs> also <laughs> cute and good Momo memory I enjoyed running away from the dogs I thought some cool use of skills and some really neat spells happen it was a cool encounter yeah, I can agree with that. Dylan, your memories. Yeah, my memory is doing the thing I've been thinking about for two weeks straight, which is stealing Penelope's spell piece. That was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have literally been thinking about that since the, we ended last session. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an extremely cool spell. That, that was, shall we say, wicked. <laughs> oh, I can kick people in Discord. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> but if you kick her, how will she know where to find us? Well, Kirsten knows that she can find us on our website at peachgartengames.com and use the email form to get a hold of me. If Kirsten ever used Twitter, she'd also be able to find us at peachgartenrpgs. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Kirsten could also complain to our friends at the Be Gay Roll Dice Network, all of whom are excellent people and would probably rush to her aid. Aww. Yeah, no, I think the Dea from Dice Out Now game would, like, rush to her defense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
Dorka from the Eternity Archive seems like a valiant knight in shining armor type, too. All right. So my very next question is, where can people get more Dylan? Oh, hey, me? Aw, well, shucks. Why would you want to do that? You can find me on Twitter at lasers with a Z underscore forever, where I will tweet about anime. You can also find the show I DM, Edge of the World, which is ending here soon, which is very exciting. And we'll be doing some cool intermission stuff in the meantime. Uh, you can find that on TFTT underscore presents, um, at TFTT underscore presents on Twitter or TFTT presents.com. Beautiful. And while we are doing plugs, I have one more thing to talk about, and that is solo but not alone. The bundle of single player TTRPGs that we've put together to support Jasper's Game Day, a suicide prevention organization. There are 87 single-player games in that bundle, and you can get it for only $10. It's a hell of a steal. And there's some real luminaries of the genre in there. You'll be blown away. If you have trouble getting a group together or you have trouble convincing your group to try new games, just play with yourself. Solo games are fun. They're good. Hey I don't get it, Nick. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye, listeners. Have a good night, We love you. Bye. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Have you ever wanted a podcast that tackles the hard questions? Like, why do wizards wear those pointy hats? Is it morally okay to burn your name into a table? Is there a difference between dead and never waking up? Well, if you've ever wanted to know the answers to any of these questions, then I have a podcast for you. We are Goblets and Gays, a bi-weekly Pathfinder 2E podcast. Join our cast of an angsty barbarian, a pyromaniac goblin, a girl whose family loved astrology a little too much a cultist, and a hot topic reject as they journey to a lost city and try to keep a twink alive. Follow us all on your social media at Goblets and Gaze, join our Discord as well, and we hope to see you out there. Goodbye! <laughs>